This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show. We haven't done one of these for a while. Uh, it's been a little a little spell since we've been able to squeeze one in and we are squeezing this one uh, into what is a very tight schedule for me today as well. I've got a lot going on so I'm quite glad that we managed to get to it. There is an apology. There is not going to be the usual slides that you usually get but that's not going to stop us from producing the usual uh, in-depth preview content that we're going to be bringing you as usual. So as we always do. Uh, we're joined by a fantastic group of members from our Discord server to talk ahead of what is Arsenal's biggest game of the season so far as they travel up to Anfield to place uh, to play place place can't even talk to play Liverpool in of course the next round of Premier League fixtures. A very interesting fixture indeed, and I'm very happy to be joined by a couple of guests to talk about it. First of all, is Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Good, you well? I'm very well, Tom. Thank you. I'm excited about tomorrow. Indeed, very exciting indeed. It's an exciting game. Um, it's uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. We're also joined by Carter. How are you doing, Carter? Um, I'm good, Tom. So I'm kind of excited. It feels like I've waited too long to see Arsenal play. Actually, <laughs> mm. so are you going? Are you going then, or is it just? I I, I stay pretty far. I live in Austria, so. Oh, oh yeah, it's not going to happen, is it? Just <laughs> <laughs> the way you said it, it was like I've waited so long to see them play, and it's yeah, it's. I, I mean, it, it, I, it's, it's been a week, and it feels like it's yeah, been a long I, time. I'm, 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 I'm kind of excited. Like, why not? Like, we did play well. The way we played against Brighton has got me kind of uh, uppity, I would say. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm yeah, excited to watch if, if, yeah, uh, if we can pull that off again. So, yeah, without a doubt, you know, I think you got reason to be excited because. Well, it's uh, it's an exciting game. Uh, and Arsenal against Liverpool is always one that produces typically fireworks. So I'm assuming that we'll be given those tomorrow as well. Uh, Mike, getting straight into things. Last season's game was, in the end, quite disappointing. Obviously, Arsenal went 2-0 up and conceded two goals and nearly conceded three if it wasn't for the heroics of, of Aaron Ramsdale as well at the end of that game. Do you see this being different or do you feel it's going to be more of the same? Uh, we've got a better team. 
Um, mm. Generally, of course, we've got uh, Saliba in, not Holden, is, is, is obviously a big issue. And we've got um, Mr. Rice pulling up trees in the middle of the park as well. So I think we go there stronger. Uh, but also, of course, Liverpool are stronger as well than they were last season too. Anfield's always a, a cauldron. Um, if if the crowd gets up, as Klopp's been trying to do this week, then it's never going to be an easy place to play. But mm. I'm, I must admit, last last season, last season I went there with hope. This 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 season I'm going there with expectation. Um, I think it's probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yes, it is. It is, but but I think with justification, I think we are a better side. I think we're better equipped to deal with Liverpool's strengths. Um, but notwithstanding, of course, they are a sensational team, and they're not they're not just behind us in the league for for fun. They're there because they deserve it. So. They do indeed. Um, yeah, they obviously weren't uh, in the in the race for the Premier League last season, and, and Arsenal are, you know, I mean, the team that we thought we were going to be up against. And I, you know, with, with jokes aside, I think we all know we are still going to be up against is is Manchester City, but Aston Villa could be top come Christmas if Arsenal and Liverpool draw this game and Aston Villa have the monumental task of facing Sheffield United at home and get past that, um, they indeed will be top at Christmas. But focusing still on Arsenal and Liverpool, Carter, did you see Jurgen Klopp's comments in the week? Really kind of trying to galvanise Liverpool's crowd. He was saying that, you know, if if you're not in the state for, for shouting, etc., you know, give your ticket to somebody else. How do you feel about the rivalry being rekindled between Arteta and, and Klopp? And how do you see it playing out? I mean, the biggest thing was Liverpool never saw us as their rivals like for a long time. Mm. That's that's the biggest factor, actually. Right now, they see us as rivals. That's the whole point of Jurgen Klopp actually trying to rally up the crowd before the game starts. And I kind of am excited because... I wanted them to put us in front of them and look at us as rivals. That's the most important thing. I don't want uh, Arsenal to be looked down. I want teams to be scared of us because mm. I grew up in those era. Like when I started supporting in way back in '98, we were one of the best teams. Like for the six years, and after that, uh, I never got my Arsenal back. So <laughs> I did not, um, and it's been really long. Um, and I've gotten older, a little bit more wiser about football. And so right now I'm finally feeling it's like, okay, when teams like Liverpool, Man City show up, they look at us like rivals and they want to beat us uh, mm. more than anything. Like, it's like beating, like, it was. It usually used to be like, okay, I'm going to come to Arsenal or Arsenal are going to come to us. We are going to put two, three past them and we're going to coast the game. Now they're like, no, we cannot coast we are they won't allow us to coast the game we have to score the chances we get that was the same for man city and teams like liverpool right now aston villa like as soon as they scored after that all aston villa did was mainly concentrate on defending and arsenal were tearing them apart the only problem arsenal had was like putting the ball past the net we should literally have three three four goals in that aston villa game and that annoyed me the most. I hate them. I hate Emiliano Martinez. I'm sorry. He, he used to be an Arsenal player. He spoke too much about Arsenal, which he didn't have to. I mean, hate is a like a harsh word, but come on, like it's just about mm. the 
feelings of hate nothing against the players all football related you know indeed i i think that that there is something about this fixture that just generates a rivalry that it's not it's not traditional in football terms like when you think of rivalries you think of teams that have been in title races you know, together, um, in particular, I know people are going to go, oh, but what about 89? And I'm, of course, 89. But that was a big surprise when Arsenal did that. It wasn't like the Man United back and forths over the late 90s and early noughties. Um, it's not necessarily been like the Manchester City where you're kind of going up against a side that stands for something that we all despise, which is obviously the amount of money that's been, you know, just been basically money doping, if you like, with the amount of dope, uh, the amount of money that's been pumped into that football club, same as as Chelsea. And even though there's a, a, a geographical rivalry with Spurs and in that sense, and to a degree, Chelsea as well. Liverpool's rivalry, our rivalry between us two is is more to do, I think, with the individual battles we've had, Mike, between each other when we play each other than anything more traditional than that. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense, yeah. We, we seem to have had eras where, obviously, Liverpool have been such an incredibly dominant force when we weren't, mm. uh, and vice versa, of course. So I, I think that's that, that's spot on in terms of we've never actually gone head-to-head in many title races, apart from, obviously, that wonderful night in 1989 that didn't even um, feel like and i know that i'm speaking from a, extrapolating because i was five it's about five years before i was born but you know in regards to not to make you feel any older mike but yeah, in regards that, to yeah, kind yeah. of looking back at that season it wasn't like back and forth liverpool didn't start that season all too well and arsenal were leading the way and obviously fell away towards the end of the season had to recover it in that final game because they had those poor results against the likes of wimbledon um you know and i it was re- it was really frustrating to see like the way in which that ended. It wasn't like the Man United seasons, or it wasn't like Man City last yeah. season, where it was kind of back and forth, back and forth, all the way to the end. Whereas this time, it's not just obviously Liverpool, but City could be there. Who knows about Villa? But it seems like Arsenal are going to be going blow for blow with Liverpool throughout this season, and so that's why there's more emphasis on this game. For sure, no, no of course, um, top two uh, at the minute, of course. Is always going to create a little bit of a little bit of a buzz, but I think there is a recognition um, and a respect from one team to the other that that this is a big game. Um, certainly, mm. both Arteta and Klopp have, have, have made it absolutely explicit that they see this as a, a, a as fairly big, and we're far enough in the season as well, I think, for it to matter more if this had been played third or fourth game in, then it wouldn't quite have had the relevance. But that that potential to be top of the league at Christmas is is a big deal. It is a big mm. deal. Um, it's a massive deal. Um, it really, really is. It's a really, really big deal. Um, and although Arteta said it doesn't count for anything and he'd like to have won more things during his four years here, it's the, the journey Arsenal have gone on to get to where they are now cannot be ignored. And I think one of the things that we still need to achieve, Carter, is winning games like this one. You know, winning at Anfield, winning at Old Trafford in a season. I know we've done it under Arteta, but in a season where you're going for a title, winning at Old Trafford, winning, of course, against Manchester City at home or away. It's not something we've done in, I think it was since 2015 before this season that we hadn't done that. So winning at Anfield, you feel as though... A draw is okay. Like it's not. It's, if if we come away from draw with a draw, I think people are going to be relatively okay with it. But it's not defining in a season in which you need to win a title. Um. Yeah. Um, 
your statement is right, but I disagree with just being happy with a draw. No, we mm. cannot. For the be record, happy with I wouldn't be happy with it. It's uh, kind of okay. like the whole. I wouldn't be distraught or or you know really upset if we ended up drawing this game. I, I mean, I just uh, you uh, know, uh, I mean, I'd be I, a bit I, 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 I get your. I get your yeah. point. I, I I understand you. Like, if you look at it logically in a calm sense, and just look at it in the sense of like, okay, this doesn't, this match doesn't define the season. I absolutely mm. agree with that. But, but with only, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But only with respect to this match, if you're looking at it, we have to go beat them at Anfield. We have to. I watched Man United versus Liverpool game. Liverpool were trying to pump them as much as possible with all the shots possible everywhere. All Man United had to do was like, they made so many fouls and like they somehow scraped through with a nil-nil. And Liverpool actually had one or two chances. One was Salah's chance and one was Trent alexander Arnold's chance, I think. Mm. So that was, uh, those were the two chances which I saw. So the biggest thing is advantageously Arsenal have in uh, is the midfield. So we can lock them in the midfield if uh, because Havitz wins a lot of duels. Rice, of course, he's a dual machine. So I don't have to say much about him. So yeah, and also and thirdly, uh, I'm liking what Odegaard is doing because he drops back. Uh, it, he pushes Rice up front, like so that because Rice has that power and that uh, tenacity to run towards the player. Which yeah. Odegaard has it, but like he's more nimble. Rice is not like that. He's yeah, yeah. dominant. He's like, okay, I'm a force. I'm coming at you. So that's the thing. So that's why when Odegaard drops back and from and from the like he passes from the back, especially that pass to Saka against Brighton. My goodness, that guy. Oh my god. <laughs> it's when people say to me he's not world class, and I'm like, have, have you watched? This guy, like, have you seen this guy play football? Like, it's incredible. And uh, there was one uh, scenario. I think this was a time uh, where the Pascal Gross got a chance and it went just yes. past the goal. Right, yeah, just real yeah, 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 exactly. The only chance. So um, before that, or during that period, Odegaard had to receive the ball deep in in right back position, and he swivels through two players and gets it out to Saka. Mm. This guy has control of ball. He's he's amazing, and I wanted him to do that. So I remember the last time I was here, I had like issues or qualms about Odegaard playing too close to the striker, mm. and I wanted him to come deeper, collect ball deep, more deeper, and try to make more plays. And because of that, he was able to. Um, there's a shot which was blocked. Uh, from Havitz's shot, which was blocked. So yeah. uh, Odegaard picked it up from the back and he put it to Zinchenko, Zinchenko to Martinelli, and then Martinelli took a shot, but it came back and Havitz took a shot. It was that move, it was so much in sync. It's because Odegaard is allowed to move onto the left and also onto the right. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's because of that. Right now, that Havets and Odegaard, they're able to like, okay, I'm going to be on the left, you're going to be on the right. They're able to communicate with them without actually telling them like, hey, come here, I'm going to go there or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's instinctually happening. So Odegaard, I'm going to pick it up from here, then Havets moves to the right. So that's why I this Odegaard guy, I, if he plays like how we played against Brighton, we are going to win, Tom. And I'm pretty sure about that. But if that doesn't happen, and it's also Anfield, like and football, you never know. So, but if they play against how if they play exactly like how they played against Brighton, they're going to win. Mm. But my team doesn't say exactly as Brighton, but uh, yeah, whatever. We're going to get to that right now. And whilst you guys were talking, I did uh, manage to put those slides together, believe it or not. So, Mike, talk us through your team, mate. As long as I've not got it wrong, of course, then let me know if I have. <laughs> nope, that's ours. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, somewhat surprisingly, of course, uh, the third letter of the goalkeeper's name is a Y, not an M. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to break the mold, and of course, um, he's a great keeper, and that's fine. Uh, I have no problem at all with. Mike, I feel like every time we do this, you you feel like you feel the need to justify (laughs) why you picked Ray out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, No, look, he he could do a job. We need a man of the match performance out of him, like we had out of Ramsdale last. I think that's... Mm -hmm. um, He hasn't had to do that yet, uh, but I think this is the game that he may have to... um, May have to show his quality um, and um, reassure the doubters, whoever they may be. Um, so, um, mm-hmm. apart from that, I think, yeah, I think the team that played the started Brighton Stars here, I think they were exceptional uh, in terms of the football they played, in terms of the control they had of the game. Of course, there's still, there's still concerns about the, uh, uh, the conversion of chances. Yeah, um, that are created, but nevertheless, the football up to that point was as good as I think as good as I've seen for for quite some time. And Brighton and our mugs. Um, mm. So I, I think it's the first time in, in fifteen games they've not scored. Um, yeah, 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 and um, uh, that says a lot about where we are. We do see, we do see the relationships developing game and game on game. Um, you don't have to look further than Kai for that. Uh, and uh, though there are um, obviously obviously concerns about about Zinchenko, uh, I think we win this game in the midfield, and I think his input into that uh, is is going to be instrumental in us um, instrumental in us retaining that control as well as having an, an offensive presence. So um, not only is that the team I pick, I think that's that's an exceptional team, whichever yeah, way you slice it. It really, really is. Um, now, Carter makes just one change from that um, team. So I'm going to ask you just on, on that, which is give your in for Zinchenko. Why have you made that switch? Um, it's simple. 
defend more defend first two words is it mohammed salah is is that the <laughs> the two I mean, words see i i i have enough confidence in gabriel so he can cover for uh zinchenko even if mohammed salah is playing but uh the major reason why i would want to play kibir is to balance the load which is imposed on uh, zinchenko because i don't see we are absolutely light in the defense right now we cannot afford any injuries so the only person who's available in defense as a backup is kibir there's no tomia so there's no timber uh, rice i'm uh, not rice uh, white is uh, has he's been playing with a small kind of injury or some pain i don't know that's what i heard recently um so why if you yeah why why it's been carrying a bit of a problem yeah yeah so um, considering that i would like to manage the load of zenchenko because he is a really crucial player when it comes to attacking at least if we contain them and contain the waves of attack in the first half first 60 70 minutes and we have already scored there and something like that and that's the time to maybe bring in Zinchenko but I don't want because they Liverpool usually play high tempo football so I don't want the Zinchenko to start and then start playing high tempo football but I believe in Kivuro he can lock up Salah he might not be able to progress the ball like how Tommy would do or Zinchenko would do but if we are able to use Havertz, uh, Havertz, uh, if Havertz is playing a little more, a bit more closer to Jesus, we say we can use Kivior's longer balls to Havertz. I don't know if he picks up the ball from Salah and the long ball towards Havertz, and we are in for an attack or mm-hmm. something like that. That was the whole thinking behind it, just to manage the Lord of Zinchenko. And Zinchenko also has been a suspect for me with respect to defense. Yeah, he's he's been doing really well to anticipate anticipate and pick up the balls from the wingers sometimes but uh, the Villa goal was because of him he left his marker and he, he came to forward and Gabriel was caught between two minds to cover him or the other person and I think it was one more game before that and also against Brighton it wasn't really a chance it was a cross where Raya claimed it but Zinchenko got skinned and him who's supposed to be a fullback but not really a fullback is supposed to be really good at like at least one-on-one defending you know to stop that particular person to not pass you so easily and um, Zinchenko needs to maybe improve on that and he <coughs> will be crucial for other games and especially game against West Ham and the game is Fulham and everything he will be really important so when it's Liverpool I rather shut shop first because I know they have Mohamed Salah and there's Luis Diaz and all the other people who can score from anywhere so let's shut shop and believe in our creative players I see Harvard's doing well I see Jesus actually doing some insane moves since the time Oh, have we lost Carter? I think Carter, I think maybe your internet has just gone a little bit haywire. Are you back? Uh, yeah, I'm back. Can you hear me? You're back. Sweet. Yeah, we okay. caught just the end of what you said, so it's fine. Um, no, but <laughs> I I agree with you regarding the attacking uh, essence of the team. I think we have got to give faith to the attacking team. As Mike pointed out, it's now you know about finishing those chances, and I think that. If you know, if you get chances at Anfield, you got to take them. It's it's as simple as that. I've gone with the same team as Mike. 
I'm not as brave as as Carter is to switch in Kivio for this one. If Tommy Asu was there, fit, I, I don't think many people would disagree about probably playing Tommy Asu at left back in this game, just like he did so well at uh, the Emirates last season. Uh, of course, he wasn't available, I don't think, for this game either uh, at Anfield last season because he was also out injured with Saliba. Um, so frustrating that he's not available for us again because I think he would have been very, very useful indeed. I've gone with Kai as well as my star man. If he turns up at Anfield, I just don't know what the doubters have got to say anymore i really i really don't know where they would go <laughs> to regarding kind of their words on kai havertz if he scores if he has a very good game here you know that is really going to put a lot of uh, nails into the coffin of the, the kai havertz critics i think we'll finish the show of course as we always do with predictions so mike scoreline and scorers please two on to us um i think that uh we'll get a goal from odegaard he he'll put one in in a big game and uh can't have it yeah yeah i was waiting for that one uh carter um it's gonna be a boring one nil and i'm happy with that so two and how yeah two hours yes of course yeah. <laughs> just checking um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's gonna going to be Havertz. He scores the goal. He scores the winning goal for us. And I, I just want to hear uh, away Arsenal fans singing his chant at Anfield. I just want to honor <laughs> these Liverpool yeah. fans. Like, so annoy them, like, please. Ground, hear those famous uh, yeah, words. Yeah, Kira, I mean, would be glorious. The, the, yeah. yeah, the two chants which will really annoy opposition fans is one is the Saliba's chant and currently is the Havertz's chant. So use it. Like, Havertz score, Saliba long ball, go. Let's go. Yeah, I'm loving Do that. It. And then Salah's strong goal and Saliba completely, you know, takes the ball. Just and Takes the ball. Game-winning <laughs> challenge. Yeah, you know, that would be Pretty much that it. Would be it. I'd love that. Uh, God's Power says uh, 2-1 Arsenal. Temi says 3-1 Liverpool. Uh, Natalie says 2-1 Arsenal. 1-1 uh, Canterbury Gruner says 1-1. I don't know why Temi's put three times that he <laughs> really wants to get across that he thinks that maybe it's reverse psychology. <laughs> I can only assume uh, that that is the case. No, uh, uh, sorry, YouTube had a problem recently. Some comments wouldn't go, maybe because of that. Some, oh, uh, so actually yeah. it shows up three times, even though I see. You see, this is yeah. nice. Give me the feedback. I need this. I need it. Very strange. Yeah, I can see it a couple of times. It's happening with people. Uh, Guna Pino says 3 1 Arsenal. Martinelli, Havertz, and Saka. DR, though, reckons we're probably going to lose 2 1. Matt G says 2 1 Arsenal. Igbo says, even though it'll be a 0 0 at half time, it'll be 2 0 full time. It's Jesus and Saka with the goals. Lovely stuff. Make sure you leave if you're listening and catch up your comments and predictions for the game down below. Please do leave some very kind words my fantastic guest for this morning's this evening's this afternoon's where you happen to be in the world uh this very early morning if you're this guy mike thank you for your time really appreciate it oh you're always welcome tom it's great to be part of this and uh have a wonderful christmas everyone and it'll be set off by the wind tomorrow indeed indeed you too enjoy it uh, I, I, yeah, i'm always curious what australian christmas is like very hot i imagine yeah yeah the morning the morning was spent on the beach and um with some sort of breakfast barbie thing and then yeah of course, in the afternoon. of course there was a barbecue because it just you yeah, know it's just fulfilling that stereotype perfectly there Mike. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> uh carter uh thank you for your time mate smashing it did you say austria right or australia yeah. Austria, austria yeah it's, it's got austria and australia in the same building so a very cold christmas for you i assume yeah. uh, it's 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 pretty cold um i, I like cold weather mm. like 
Tom. I always, whenever you say, oh, I, I like cold, I like winter or something like that, I just keep no, nodding looking baby. at your podcast oh, like right. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, I was a summer baby, but I still love winter. <laughs> Uh, anyway, like Merry Christmas to work. Merry Christmas to everybody. So that's what I wanted to wish and Happy New Year. We'll What's um, Merry Christmas in German? Out of, out of interest, uh, Frohe Weihnachten. There you go. I can. And it uh, is German. Speaking Austria, right? It's not. Yeah. Is it? It is German. Yeah, it yeah. is. I thought it was. There was that awful moment in my head. I've got. Oh, hold on. <laughs> just made a terrible assumption but yes no it is um, I've, I've, sent and, it, I've sent it in private chat how it's told so you can read it so it's easier yeah, for please you do, please do um certainly and feliz navidad which is my second favorite christmas song um of course mm. as well uh of, of all time uh swiftly behind driving home for christmas which i will be doing except on a train i hope on christmas eve on sunday uh hoping that the trains sort themselves out because if they don't um I'm, I'm people are going to be unhappy <laughs> very unhappy. based on what happened at Houston station yesterday uh, hopefully it'll be fine it's it's not going to be fine on Christmas Tom come on it's the most busiest day no, they, they, yeah. it's usually okay it just <laughs> depends upon the weather and the weather's been pretty dry for us over Christmas to be fair so um hopefully it's all right that said London Houston yesterday was terrible uh, I hear so uh uh, that is the station I'll be returning to on Christmas Eve. So just keep those fingers crossed. Otherwise, some Uber driver is going to be getting very, very lucky with the amount of money I'm going to have to pay them to get me back. Um, <laughs> but that's a story for another day and hopefully one I won't have to tell. Uh, thank you, everyone that's listening in the chat box. Really appreciate it. Is it Froa Weinachter? Is that how I pronounce it correctly? I can see it in the chat. Uh, yeah. That yeah, come again. Come again. Come again uh, so that I can correct you if you're wrong. Can you come again, please? Yeah. Froa Weinachter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wine, wine is like the wine and auction, so it's wine auction. Ah, okay, okay, I get it. Understood. Understood. Well, we've learned something today, which is always good. Every day's a school day. Uh, thank you for listening, people. <laughs> I will speak to you all, of course, tomorrow morning, bright and early at eight a.m. Before I head off to uh, the <laughs> the trepidatious thing that is London Euston Station, and hopefully everything's going to be okay. We will see you all again uh, very soon. Drop a like, subscribe, all that lovely stuff, and as always, up the Arsenal. Let's get another one at Anfield, shall we? Yep. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.